0: So, have you recovered from your sugar high yet? I think I ate my weight in sweets the last few days. Of course, it was all the fault of my nephews and my niece, because they kept pushing them at me. And how can you refuse such cute little faces? Anyway, it's wonderful to be together with family every single family has a deep desire for happiness, that in their family, that there be greater joy, that there be greater peace, that there be greater unity. Even though we enjoy these things now, I think we all could admit that we wouldn't mind if we had a little more. And by the fact that we desire these things means that we also desire to be holy families, even though we would not articulate it quite in that way. But if we want these things, we also want well, we also need to want to be holy, because holiness is what bears these fruits of joy, peace and unity. In God's vision and plan for our life, holiness and happiness were never meant to be separated. Sometimes in our fallenness and our weakness, we try to separate them. We try to seek a happiness and a, no fil- and a fulfillment that is apart from God's will. But when Jesus gave those beautiful Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the pure of heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Clearly, Jesus unites happiness and holiness together. There's one particular trait with regard to holiness that was very foundational and central to the family of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And therefore, must be foundational and central in our life as well. And it's portrayed by Jesus in the gospel today. At the age of 12, 13, is when boys came into manhood. And they went to Jerusalem, as was the custom and to the temple to celebrate the feast of Passover, and Jesus gives his parents the slip. Now they're looking for him for three days. Can you imagine? They probably never slept, worried, anxious, afraid, and then to be responded to them as the way Jesus did it almost seems insulting. Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Another manuscript translation. Did you not know that I must be about the affairs of my father? What is Jesus saying? First of all, he's no longer talking merely as a boy. At this moment, he's talking as the one sent by the Father. And what he's asking of Joseph and Mary is similar to what God was asking of Joseph with regard to Mary and the mysterious birth The ties of marriage and blood must always be secondary and subordinate with regard to God and His will. God must always be first and His will. And this is what is beautiful about the Holy Family, that each of them desired for the other that they belong more to God than to them. They did not think for a moment that they could be the ultimate good for the other, that they could make each other happy in the deepest sense that they needed. But together, they all turn to God and seek the happiness that only God can give. And this is based on the clear principles that no one loves you or me more than God. No one loves me more than God. And therefore, no one knows what is best for me other than God. And so a holy family is one where each and every member of that family together turn toward God and try to know what God's will is and try to live it out. I remember when I was a baby Christian at the age of 19 years old. And at that time, I didn't know much about anything. And God made sure to put a person in my life, in the life of my family, that could teach us the basics, how to pray. And this woman that God gave us, she taught us a beautiful way to pray. And the most important part of this simple prayer that she asked us to make three times a day, was to make an altar with our hands and to put in those hands our hopes, our desires, our dreams, everything that we wanted, in fact, our whole will. And then she said, give it to God, surrender it, and then ask and pray that God's will be done. And you know how this works. We do that, and five minutes later, we take it back, right? And then we have to give it again back to God. It's almost like a ping-pong match all day long. So she had us do this three times a day because sometimes... We can be so blind with regard to what is best for us or best for our spouses and our children and our friends. And this is how it played out in my family in one particular experience. I'll share this with you. My dear mother, God bless her, she is a wonderful Christian woman. I hope someday you get a chance to meet my mother. My mother never had a chance to go to college. Neither did my father. And she regretted the fact that she didn't take that opportunity. But she made real good use of what she did have. Praise God. But she made a personal promise to herself, my children are going to college. They're going to get the opportunity that I never got. Well, now, is there anything wrong with that desire? Of course not. There's nothing wrong with parents wanting their children to go to college unless that desire is clung to and insisted upon at all costs and is not open to the will of God. Even good desires, reasonable expectations, must be open to God. God must have the last say in my life and in your life. Otherwise, we deprive the other person of the happiness and fulfillment that God desires for them if we insist that our will is the only way. So, my sister, my brother, and I, we did not go to college Of course, I went much later only because God called me to be a priest. And you need eight years of college education to become a priest these days. My sister got married young and started a family. My brother went off to a vocation school and got a certificate in horticulture. And he's been working in that ever since he was 17. I love what my brother says. He says, even though I love to work with plants and watch them grow, he says what I love more is to watch the people grow around me. You should hear what people say about my brother that work with him. He is living his faith out in his work and sees his work as a vocation and not merely as a career. That's a whole different perspective. And then, of course, I I went to school and learned a trade, and I was a happy tradesman. But then God wanted something else years down the road, as you can tell, otherwise I wouldn't be standing here. Now, here's the fruit God was trying to teach my mother the same thing that Jesus was teaching Joseph and Mary, that the ties of blood do not take precedence before God and his will. And even though it was hard for her to accept the fact that her children were not going to college, that I dropped out of college after high school... Now she says, and she says it almost once a month, I am so glad that my children are with God, that my children are following Jesus. Right now, that's the only thing that matters to my mother. All those things that she dreamed and desired, some happened, some did not. But the most important thing is that God is first in her children's life. Now we're going to apply what we just heard. This altar is here because it is always inviting us to place our lives upon it. Let us today place our will on this altar all of our hopes, desires, and dreams, and expectations about life and others, let us put them on this altar and together give them over to God and open them for God to change them if He wants. That would be a beautiful sacrifice and then we receive in return the gift of Jesus, who will certainly guide us and lead us on our particular path in life, even if it's different than what we wanted. Amen.